the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, let's get it underway. It's a Monday. Did I not know that? Yeah, I know it. I woke up this morning coming into work. If one thing would test my Christianity more than anything else, it's my having to depend on other people to take care of me. I hate that. I literally hate that. You know, where you can't get out out of bed in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom you got to have a bucket at the side of your bed to go to the bathroom. A urinal. I hate that. Yeah, that's my, you know, I just use a bigger bucket than a urinal. And uh, you got that. Uh, you, you know, to get, uh, well, to do anything, somebody's got to be there to take part in it. And I do not like that. Artie, look at me. I hate that. I really do. I can't drive right now. I hate that the worst. Because not to say that the rest of you can't drive, but you can't, and, uh, I, and so I, I don't, I don't want to have somebody else driving me around. And I'm blind in one eye and a broke leg. I would be bad. I would be terrible, even if I had a bunch of money, because I'd be sitting in the back, screaming at the person who's driving me in, in the limo. You're going to the wrong place. You're driving me crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Just put a blindfold on and turn your uh, mic there. There you go. Just put on a blindfold and enjoy the ride. Huh? Yeah, uh. yeah. That's kind of how. Uh. Today, my my wife had her coffee cup in the front, and it was, it's not a coffee cup made for the coffee rack, so it kind of sits at an angle, and I'm I don't want it to spill, of course. And I had a death grip on that. Thing. <laughs> I had death grip because of that and because. Uh, she was driving. Nothing against her driving. She does all right. This is not me. All right? Not me driving. And you don't have your hand on the steering wheel. It's, it's I want to be in control when I'm in a car. I really do. It's like I don't like flying all that much for the same reason. Everybody said, well, David, if it's your time, it's your time. I said, no, what if it's not my time, but it's the pilot's time? <laughs> There's a lot of people on that plane. It might be their time. Huh? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. I think. that is, that is Ecclesiastes says time and chance happens to all men. I yeah. don't think God's pulling a string but talking about having control and having the steering wheel one of my favorite things is taking young kids especially little girls it seems to be and giving them the steering wheel for the first time mm-hmm. on like a golf cart or something oh, they'll, okay. they'll get That's in the, one thing on a golf cart and they'll be about six or six or seven years old and the gleam comes in their eyes like <laughs> i should have been in control a long time ago <laughs> once they get it they don't want to give it back i'm just right. not good i'm just not good at relinquishing control i'm a control freak i guess I'm a type A personality. All three of you know mm-hmm. that, and it, it's it's bad. 
it's bad. Hey, that's what God teaches humility. Yeah, I guess that's what he's teaching me you right now. You find out how good you treated others when it's time for them to take care of you. I think he's teaching me what Paul said when he, when he had his thorn in his flesh. And God said, my grace is sufficient for you. I yeah. think that's what God's telling me right now. You know, I'm, I'm sufficient for you. I get yeah. you taken care of. Why don't you accept it? <laughs> yeah, I think he was telling Paul. I said, Paul, he said, you know, I gave you the ability to do miraculous things, but making life easier on you isn't one of the it's things I gave it to you for. It's not the reason right. I gave it to you. Yeah, we don't know what it was. <laughs> we don't know what, what his exact, uh, you know, thorn in the flesh was. Or Some people say he couldn't see real good. There's other people who said that, you know, he couldn't bend over real easy and things of that nature. So I, I don't know. They don't know. They're guessing if they say they do know. And um, it's just a matter of I'm I'm where he was. You're in his condition. Yeah, this morning, I'm there huh? at that point. I don't like it. I you haven't seen my I got a, you know they always say you know you've heard them talk about a club foot. Now that is a club foot. Yeah. You know they got it all wrapped up. They went in, cut on me on Wednesday. Got some infection cut yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. They scraped the infection off my bone is what they did, and then they. I guess chisel what little extra bone they needed to take out, mm-hmm. and then Doctor Ardawan uh, treated it with an antibiotic and washed it out real good, closed it back up, and said, "Unless you start running a fever, I don't need to hear from you for three weeks." Well, good. Just break a little ice all in. Yeah, okay. that's no. what I I would assume <laughs> that they were going to do. I, I he said he had. It, take a little bit off i don't know if you need any black and decker tools for that or not mm. when they took my toes the first time then you know they use black and decker tools mm. i'm not kidding you like uh, black and decker when makes the working, tools <laughs> <laughs> when they were working on my leg you know after the, and i looked over at the that table over there and looked at the surgeon over there and he he's a little short guy he turned around and looked at me like that and they hadn't put me to sleep yet. Yeah. And I'm looking at over there on that table, and I'm seeing things that, that a carpenter uses. That's Well, sure, that's what they use. You know, high-impact wrench on you and everything. Yeah, that's you know, it's really you know amazing. The, you know the little tool they use for cutting a cast off? It's, yeah. It's, a, it's an oscillating tool is what yeah. it is. Well, I've got one of those that I use for woodworking stuff, and it, it, it works. Pretty amazing how They're, much it cooked. It, 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 it cut wood. It cut a cast even easier because that's just plaster. Well, right, right. But the reason why it, it'll cut your cast but not your skin is because it just moves back and forth just a little bit. Yeah. But it won't hardly cut your skin that way. Yeah, well, that's good. Last thing you want is when they're taking right. the cast off, they cut you, and then they <laughs> got to put you in cast usually, again. Of course, when you look over there and you see a sledgehammer over there on the table, <laughs> yeah, I and know. you're going, what is this for? You know, a baby sledgehammer? You're going, well, and, and then you find out because you watch the video on YouTube, and they, they beat that rod down oh, through, yeah. your, through your uh, you to the middle of your bone, and there's a drill, basically. They go up there, and they drill out all that bone marrow out of the middle of the bone, and they mm-hmm. run that rod down there and beat it down with a hammer. Yeah. You don't think that was just an alternative to the I'm anesthesia? not old enough for this show today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't have all these problems. Yeah. I keep uh, telling you, getting old ain't for sissy. Okay. Well, when I, was, sure. when I was 34 years old, I... I was in the hospital for a little while, and I had some of the same issues Dave was talking about. I had to ask permission to go to the bathroom. It was, yeah. and I, and I didn't have much privacy. It, it was, drives you crazy. It really does. So anyway, enough for that. 7.13 in the morning. Good to have you along for the ride. I want to talk about SB81, which is up for the vote today in the House, State House. It's an important piece of legislation. Uh, State uh, Senator Dan Sullivan uh, uh, put it up. I've had uh, the, the senator on a couple of times. He has talked about it, and I'm I'm going to tell you I'm going to be real honest, real uh, here, 
and I'm I'm like it's easy to get on my last nerve today just because of the way things have been. But here's the bottom line: if you are a librarian and you think that you can raise my children better than I can, you need to be fired now. Now you need to be taken out and let go. Uh, there's a librarian in the Cabot school system that looked at a lady that I know personally and told her that uh, we're, we're not going to take books off just because you cisgender white Christians want them taken out. You know, that, I always wondered about that because would you pay, put a Playboy magazine or something like that on a child's uh these people thing. you would be that's what that's kind of what they're doing I'm, no, I'm not making this, this, is this worse, up this is worse than that in these the are thing. people who have i'm all about first amendment but when you're talking children you kind of get eased in to all the amendments and all the freedoms that you have as you get older uh, until you get to a certain age uh, there is no way that little kids that are in third second third fourth grade should be picking up a book out of the school library that talks about anal sex as though it's just a normal thing that's not normal you know the wait 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 i gotta i gotta say this i've, <laughs> I've got to get it off my chest because too many of us on the right we try to we try to play this game of we're just going to placate these people no more placating Mm-hmm. No more placating. You want to talk about anal sex, take it somewhere else. You want to live your life with anal sex? If you're an adult, that's your business. You'll answer to God about it. I don't have to. You go ahead. But do not expect me to accept adhere it. to you and what you think and accept it to the point that I'll let you teach children about it. Ain't going to happen. No way. And if we've got to shut down school libraries to keep it from happening, we will. Period. Mm-hmm. Or the schools. Yeah, or, <laughs> or the, the schools. schools. <laughs> we will. You want to know why the, a lot of this school choice stuff has come up? Because of this. Exactly because of this. You think that we're reacting overly to it? You're dealing with my children and grandchildren. Don't you dare think that you can raise them better than I can. You can't. Well, they, they do think they can raise them. I know they, they do. They don't even. They don't even make a make a, a pretense. Somebody about it look at somebody that is got kids in a school and say, "We don't answer to you, Christian cisgender white folks." They sh- she should lose her job. She should lose her job. Easy, easy. Period. <laughs> well, has the, pro- has the process been put into place to do such? Should I take another t- pill? <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm ir- beyond irritated with this stuff. Well, what happens when someone says or does something like that if people doesn't, t- doesn't take the initiatives to start the process to see what you're talking about happens? There's a responsibility when someone talks like that or acts like that, for people to take action to see that well, it's ta- the problem is resolved. It has to be resolved. Because the children are the ones that suffers the effect And you of know it. who I lay this at? The superintendent. Well, and he, when that comes... No, well, no, I'm, ahead, I'm, I'm off on a run go today, ahead, buddy. <laughs> that comes down to Thurman in Cabot. Well, that document, documentation needs to be put on his desk, signed and notarized, so he has to deal with it. 
Oh, he won't know. He doesn't deal with it. He hates the woman that's been that this happened to. Well, let's let's see the documentation and share it. I mean, there's people that take care of his job too, but it has to go to the top. You were talking about Paul. He went all the way to Caesar. Yeah, he went all the way to Caesar. So, uh, yeah, I'll be interested. Yeah, he didn't even win. Yeah, but hey, (laughs) hey, you don't always win. Yeah. You don't always win, but you, you make win the trip. If you stand up. That's exactly you right. You do win. And you're saying, I'm standing up. And what's scary is that how many of these situations happen and parents never find out about it? How many yeah. times do their kids get exposed to these things in the public school yeah, library? That's exactly right. And the parents never discover it. I've got. You know what's even worse? And, and I know kid. I'm, I'm say parents know how best raise their children, but if you're letting your kid read books about uh, anal sex and stuff, I'm, I'm doubting your ability to parent. I'm going to be honest with you. I doubt your ability to, to parent. And if you got a three-year-old that says they feel like a girl and it's a little boy and you bend every which way possible to let them identify as a girl, I'm challenging you right now. There's something wrong with you. Right. Well, that, that's one of those things that adults need to be around for children to tell them they have when they have bad ideas. When a three-year-old little boy says, I'm a, I'm a girl, adults need to tell them, no, you're a boy. Yeah. You don't have to make a big deal about it, but the reality is, no, you're a little boy, and, and we're going to do little boy things. And I'm, and I'm not saying they shouldn't be able to play with Barbies or anything. That I don't think is the is the issue here, but the issue is telling them. Right. You don't, know. don't well, reinforce Stephen Meeks bad has ideas. a bill also. I saw Stephen Meeks was working on a bill to where teachers has to have parents' permission to uh, call kids by pronouns that are different from the pronouns they were born with. That's so, exactly right. So I that's saw Wayne, Stephen Meeks was, was Wayne Long, Long was the one running it. Right, right. I, I, watched him, I watched him run the committee. Um, How'd it go? It, went, it passed. And, okay, um, good. So the organization that um, Michael Ferris used to work for, what is that? Alliance Defending Freedom, I think, is working on that bill with him. Well, that's good. Uh, I, I, so I read the bill. I like, I like the way it's worded. It has a yeah. lot of respect for parental rights and for truth. Yeah. Just talking to you, the listener. It's up to you. This is up to you. you got to call your state legislators. Be nice to them and just say, you don't vote for this or that bill. You know, bills that are taking away your rights. Don't vote for and, them. And if you think there's no difference in Republicans and Democrats, this bill passed the Senate. But all seven Democrats voted against the bill. SB 81? Yeah, SB 81 okay. to keep pornography out of elementary school uh, libraries. So yeah. seven Democrats, Linda Chesterfield, testified against the bill, and and said she voted that uh, against it. yeah, she, Linda, Ch- she uh, testified against it, and then all seven Democrats voted against the bill to keep pornography out of elementary school libraries, and then there was two Republicans that says that there were no votes in the article that I read. Oh, they didn't say who the Republicans were? They didn't say were. who they were. I don't know if they were on the phone or got a call and were told to go to the bathroom or what. But anyway, there was two Republicans in the article that said they didn't vote. No, oh, it didn't but vote. It, but it passed resoundingly. It, it passed resoundingly. But if the Democrats were in charge, you know, it would never had a chance. All right. Got to get a break in. It's 21 after 7. It's Dave Ellswick's show. We got Bill O'Reilly coming up at 7.30. We got more of us coming up when we return. Uh, five minutes after seven on a Monday morning, and everybody is a little more bleary-eyed today than they normally would because last week 
it was 625 right now instead of 725. We we jumped forward uh, an hour over the weekend, and the first couple of days makes life a little bit more tougher than uh, normal. Time travel. That may be that may be why <laughs> I'm a little bit more on edge today uh, than I normally am. But this this thing about SB 81 and why over in the in the House of uh, our state legislature it's it's finding so much traction with people to def- defeat it uh, has got me scratching my head. Yeah, I mean it really is. You you've got to be listening. Uh, what's what's the group? human rights or something that uh, is here in the in the state that uh, they're all about lgbtq plus 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 whatever it is I'm not uh, sure which group you know that, that they they've got uh, they got the money to go after people if that's what you're afraid of don't be don't be they stand for a very small group of people this is where the coyote act comes in that jimmy Kevin and i talk about and that is you can have two or three coyotes Just screaming, out hollering screaming and, and hollering at night, and it sounds like you've got a pack of 50 of them out there. It isn't. It's three coyotes. It's the exact same thing when you have a few people screaming about this stuff. It is a few people. It is not a lot of people. And interestingly enough, I've, I've been around the Capitol when a lot of these bills are being heard, and there's actually not a whole lot of people showing up for them. I mean, there, some, sometimes you'll see a, me, a committee meeting where there'll be a, a few more people. But these issues, there's a, there's a few people that show up, but it well, doesn't seem like it's gonna a, be, actually very many. I, let me go back a couple of weeks. And this pharmacist showed up that identifies as a woman, but it's a guy. Mm-hmm. And one of the committee members asked him if he had a penis. Mm-hmm. And you would have thought that he asked him, do you bugger little boys? And that's not the case. But you know what? That's a part of the discussion. Well, we shouldn't have brought it. We don't even want to bring it up. I mean, you're the one who's coming in here and saying, I'm a woman, not a man. And defending the idea of cutting stuff off of children. Yeah. And And it's just unbelievable to me that people got so upset about that. Well, and and so it was an interesting question, I think, is the idea was, well, Okay, you're claiming to be transgender, and you're advocating this for children. Have you done this to yourself? That so makes sense, doesn't it? It does kind of make sense to wonder, like, kind of? What is your it makes what is all your the pers- sense in the world that you'd ask Try- somebody what's their thought about yeah, this? What, have you done this to yourself? And, and then once they answer, then you start answering, at what age? Mm-hmm. At that, what age? That's, that's one of the things that Bart, Senator Bart Hester has done is he's, he's asking these people at what age. And so I think his last legislative session – I think it was last session, Bart Hester um, got, I think it was a pediatrician down to four years yeah. old. Yeah. Now, this person apparently had a license to practice medicine in Arkansas and to practice medicine on children for crying out loud. And she thought, yeah, four years old is like, I'm sorry. Why does this woman still have a license to practice medicine on children? Mm-hmm. That's nuts. That's your four-year-old of They've got uh, the cognitive ability to talk about should they have a penis or not. Your, you know, your, your four-year-old child will probably eat a bowl full of sugar if you let them for breakfast. I'll tell you what I did when I was four-year-old. I ate a whole I had a whole stick of butter because I like butter. 
I'd undo a stick of butter and just sit there and eat it. Well, shame stick. The fact is that children have bad ideas and adults need to tell them. You got a bad idea. That's that's why there's adults and children. All right, let's take a break. Uh, We've got Bill O'Reilly up, and then we'll be back with more here on a Monday morning post an hour ahead. Something else that I've talked about uh, in the last couple of months is how the TV stations here in uh, Little Rock have taken a decided uh, lefty bent on a lot of different issues. Uh, A good example of that is what went on in Conway a few weeks ago about uh, dealing with the school board and the school board changing some different uh, issues that were uh, going on as as far as uh, transgender students being going on on trips and things of that nature that uh, the rooms to be shared by students was was to be biological sex based so you couldn't have a a boy identifying as a girl staying in a room with an with an, with a girl and it had to be they, that that boy had to stay with a boy period this way it was or had to have a a room that was just for that that child themselves and uh, the way it was proposed by some of the uh, TV stations was that this was discrimination at its worst. And it wasn't. It, it was not. So let me just read this article. Alex Kenyon wrote this. I, Alan, Alex, I hope I, spelled, I pronounced your name right. K-I-E-N-L-E-N. Colleen, maybe, is how it's pronounced. Uh, here's what the, uh, the uh, headline says. Proposed Arkansas legislation would prohibit requiring teachers uh, and staff from using preferred uh, pronouns. And a bill filed in the Arkansas legislature on Monday would prohibit mandating school employees uh, to use a person's preferred pronoun. House Bill 1468 cites the right of free speech for faculty members, teachers, and employees of public schools and state-supported institutions of higher education. It continues that uh, mandating what pronoun to use when addressing a person when it is not consistent with the student or co-worker's biological sex is a violation of free speech rights. The proposed legislation continues that a person who refuses to use a preferred pronoun may not be held criminally liable yeah, I just lost my story. I'm criminally liable, and I get it. I get it upon somebody else's phone. My fault. I don't know what to push to get to, to the the story. We're bringing it back up, and I'll finish reading it to you. But it's it's the last it's the last paragraph of the story that is should be uh, yeah. is considered as far as I am uh, is the person trying to. Uh, make a statement that is is not true okay we got it back again my fault i apologize this is my fault uh so it says that the proposed legislation continues that a person who refuses to use a preferred pronoun may not be held criminally liable or subject to adverse employment action a person who does face adverse action would be permitted to sue under the bill 
The bill is sponsored by uh, Representative Wayne Long of Bradford. It's up by Jonesboro, right? Sure. Uh, BB. It's up there. It's right out of BB. Out of BB? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, here's the problem I got with this article. Right when it gets yes. to this, this, when it gets to this particular paragraph, and Alex, you need to be taught that you're a writer on a news story, not an opinion side. Says this is one of multiple bills proposed in this legislative session, seeming, seeming using that word itself is an opinion. All right, Seem, seeming to target the LGBTQ plus community. Other bills have looked to criminalize health care workers offering gender transition care for youth and placing, placing restrictions on drag performances. <laughs> Alex, let me ask you, that last, you know the way you could have written that last one? And I wouldn't suggest that you do. I think that you should have left the last, the last paragraph out. You could have wrote this, that these uh, different bills have been promoted to protect youth in the state of Arkansas. That's an opinion as well, all right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that you should use use that in there. These are just bills that have been prom- proposed. Put, put, proposed by legislate, legislators. So uh, you need to learn to keep your particular beliefs out of this. Or maybe you're one of the people that you feel just the opposite, but you've got to go all the way away from it and say that. Opinion journalists. That's right. You're saying what you're saying because you don't want anybody to think that you're against it. You know, I've known writers like that. So that that's the bottom line. That is wrong, and you know who that who that sits on. What responsibility? That is with the person who is the news director at Channel Four. It says something about the director. Yeah, you should not allow that to be printed. You should not, and I'd be happy to let you come on the air and talk about it. And why you would allow that to be in that story? That was K A R K four. Is who yes, it was. That's who it was. Th- things the things that I mostly support than anything else is transparency, as well as as and just and just tell the facts. That's all we want to hear, and let us make our minds up. We're the ones that have the opinions, and we're, our opinions are based on what you tell us. But, but you can't and, handle the truth. That's the problem. <laughs> They're trying to change culture. Qu- quite They're movie trying there. to change culture. You know, KAR4, I mean, that writer there, he's trying to to say, you know, it's not accept- acceptable to take people's freedom of speech away from them. But whenever you're dealing with with children and you're trying to protect them from drag shows in the schools... And, 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 and the, pornography and, in, well, in, in the libraries. elementary libraries. And there's, there's, and, a speech, know, there's some speech aspect to this bill by Wayne Long. The reality is you've got parents who are um, essentially in a position of authority over children in a government tax-funded school. This bill by, by Wayne Long offers a great deal of respect for parental authority. It, it requires that before a teacher is allowed to call a child by um, either a different name or a different pronoun from what they're biologically um, what they biologically are, what, what's on their birth certificate, then they have to get permission from the parent, written permission. And even if they do get written permission from the parent, if the teacher doesn't want to, they still don't have to because the fact is that a boy is still a boy. And there should be no law ever anywhere requiring 
anyone to call somebody um, to, to, to declare that a boy is a girl. So what you're saying and what this refers to is currently, uh, this is a question, currently could a teacher be prosecuted or a teacher to be punished, sued, sued if they didn't use whatever pronoun that maybe, the child wants maybe to? And, That's and the what reality, kind of what it's referring may, to. Maybe the reality is that, that people can sue for all sorts of things, and, and maybe they could be subject to lawsuit over that. Um, but the reality is is that you should have the right to tell the truth. You're going to ask the teacher's permission before start calling. No, no you uh, ask the parents' permission. I mean the parents' right. permissions. Right. And the reality say. is that even if the parents say, yes, I want you to call um, our son, who's now transitioning into a, a girl, we want you to call him a girl. And the teacher still has no obligation to do that if this bill passes. And the reality is that no one should ever be forced to make false statements, which is essentially what what would be going on is that, that – um, when little Johnny decides to transition to Sally, there's no obligation to use female pronouns with this boy because the reality is he's not a boy. He actually needs adults in his life to to reinforce the fact that he is male and not female. And regardless of anything they do to him at the hospitals to cut things off of him and, and stick other things back on him and, and inject him with hormones that will mess up his body, he will never become a woman. He won't. There's just nothing you can do to make him become a woman. You can mess him up. You can do a lot of things to that child to um, to mess him up biologically and, and physiologically to the point where he may never be a, a, a natural man because it's it's the fact is that hormones can mess things up, but you can't turn him into a woman. I tell you what, I would like to point out this morning the difference at the Capitol since there's been a change in the governor. You're seeing these bills, and you're seeing changes and things that we haven't seen popular in the last four years or the last eight years. You're seeing things come out and moving. The governor before did not want to rock the boat. That's exactly right. He didn't, and and that's protecting children. Well, he he literally vetoed a bill that was going to block adults from chopping things off of children. Off of children and right, vetoed from, from, it. from doing sex change surgeries and, and therapy and stuff on children. He vetoed that bill. Then he, then he went on with um, on Fox News with what's the guy's name? Um, Tucker. Tucker Carlson. And, and just, Tucker held him up to ridicule. Right. And Tucker just made an absolute fool out of him. Yep. Because he wouldn't protect children because he was probably running for... I, I didn't bring that up to attack the past governor, which I did do not approve of, but the positive thing is the cover, current governor believes in protecting children, and if it means making the schools or the colleges or some community mad to protect children, they're doing it anyway. All right, back with you. We've got on the line with us State uh, Senator Alan Clark. He is the sponsor of Senate Bills 380, 381, 382. This triumphant bills, all are FOIA bills. And, Senator, thanks for giving us a few moments here on the uh, the show today. I, I've been hearing since uh, this year, been over at the, uh, at the Capitol, that there has been a move afoot amongst organizations to try to cut back on FOIA, making it where... Uh, school board members and and others uh, don't have to report if they just got two people meeting. They want to get that meeting to be uh, a quorum and things of that nature. 
These seem to be a preemptive measure by some of you within the legislature, which I believe is a good preemptive measure to keep things uh, at a transparent nature that if two people meet, it is a meeting. And uh, if you talk about business, you can't do that. you got to do that where it's transparent. Can you talk about these three bills and how they will solidify FOIA here in the state? Sure. Uh, I think that uh, the uh, the first bill, the, to me, is the uh, most important. Uh, the, the, the second is on uh training which i think is uh is very important uh have you have you looked at the first bill uh dave the 380 i have not written it or uh, read it at the, at this time uh, and i'll be honest i know that joey did write those bills and uh if there's one person besides uh steinbach that's huge behind foia it's definitely uh you know joey out of fort smith yeah well uh, uh, 380 uh, closes a loophole, uh, and it simply uh, says that if, uh, when you make a FOIA request, if the entity that you've made the request from uh, doesn't have the information or the information is exempt for some reason, they have to answer you within three days mm-hmm. to let you know that. And if they, if they reasonably know who does have the information, to tell you that. Because right now, sometimes people are getting no answer, which is somewhat understandable. Uh, but in getting no answer, they don't know if, why they're not getting an answer. Right. Uh, and so that sometimes uh, can and does lead to unnecessary lawsuits. Uh, and you don't find out until you get to court, well, we didn't have any information. Well, you could have just told us that. And this uh, this will make that very clear so that if you make a request, you'll either get the information or you'll, you'll get a message back that they don't have the information or that it's exempt. And if possible, if they know uh, where you can get the information. All right. Let me just ask this question because I'm not going to hold you very long. And, and that is... One of the arguments that I've been hearing is that there's too many FOIA requests and that uh, different agencies are being bogged down in having to answer these particular requests. Seems to me that if you just have somebody who they take care of that and you would educate your people of how to, to put and hold on to their emails and things of that nature, you don't have any problems like this. I think it's it's really... A uh, an answer from the other side that holds very little water. And Dave, I don't know if you know part of the pro- maybe part of the price we pay for transparency and for you know having a government that actually is run by the people. Uh, the and if you know if someone is using FOIA to har- harass, uh, you know it's just like you can't you know. Uh, fire in a crowded theater, perhaps something does need to be done. I don't know how you would do it. I don't know how you would limit it, uh, but the but perhaps again because somebody shouldn't uh, shouldn't be allowed to use FOIA just to harass. Uh, but I don't know how you would limit that without limiting the people's right uh, 
to find out what's going on in their government. Uh, that's what that's what FOIA is all about. And so I would I would hope that people would be careful uh, that we don't run into something that we're not just making meaningless requests. Uh, the uh, so uh, again, you have to look at both sides. But my I want to be sure that we can continue to to get information uh, from our government uh, as citizens. Yeah, I, I I I agree, and we won't hold you any longer because we know that you're at a short end right here. But the three bills basically uh, say that you want education for the people of these different organizations so they know what the FOIA is all about, so they can't just say, you know, because of ignorance we didn't do this. That a meeting is two or more people. Uh, that is a meeting. And then, of course, the very beginning of this where you talked about uh, FOIA and how important FOIA is and things of that nature. I, I like all three of them. How, how do you see it? Does it look like uh, tomorrow you'll be able to get these through, through your committee? I don't know. Uh, we'll, uh, uh, we met with the uh, FOIA task force Friday. They suggested a couple of, uh, I think, good amendments to the bills and uh, We'll offer those amendments, and we'll present it to the committee, and we'll uh, uh, we'll see what they have to say. All right. We'll keep in touch with you, Alan. We thank you for your time. That's uh, State Senator Alan Clark here on the Dave Ellswick Show. we got to get a break in. i got to take that break now here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And this is where, you know, a lot of people get upset with me because they say, Dave, you can't go over and just start shooting people. You want my one bet? <laughs> Want to bet? They're killing ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can go over and start taking care of business. If the country that you you're you're butted up against is showing the propensity to put your citizens at risk, if they don't do something, it is beholden upon our own people to protect our people. And if that means we got to come across your border, we will do so. There's it's it's, it's got to happen. There's nothing inherently well, wrong with crossing a border to for protection. Yeah, to apprehend um, serious criminals, and that's there's there's nothing inherently wrong with it. Although there can be some diplomatic concerns. Yeah. There, but there's nothing inherently wrong with it. It's because the reality is it's still it's still a defensive act to apprehend people who are murdering others. or That's bit. why we train wet teams. And I, know you, I know that you don't like to hear about people like that, but there's people that they're trained to do the things that you wouldn't do. That's right. You wouldn't, you know, maybe you don't think you could pick up a gun and go over and shoot somebody. I'll be honest with you, I could. I don't, you know, if somebody was, I knew was, trafficking fentanyl mm -hmm. i could put it into them real easily it's no I problem wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to let me do it now because i can't walk <laughs> as far as i need to be able to walk and and get involved but when i was at a hundred percent no pro i had i said that about you know doing the you know putting somebody to death for a murder i don't have any problem pressing the plunger or the button that pushes the plungers on somebody to end their lives because I'm not ending their life. They already gave up the right to live when they killed somebody. Just the way it is. 
weekend. Like I said, you're killing 300 people a day. That's right. Think on that. Think about it. 300 people per day, 365 days out of the year. And those people, and I, I know a lot of people say, well, they're people that do drugs. No, not necessarily. Police officers are, are involved in that. Yeah, well, also. we saw that one officer that went to stop a person, and uh, some people had been smoking some dope or whatever, and... Uh, some fentanyl was involved in the smoke, and that that lady, just like that, went to the ground, and she was dead. Mm. She was dead, and they were luckily they had some Narcan with them, and and they gave her three jolts of Narcan before she came around. Good grief! This is some bad stuff. Yes, I mean, it it's is. Real bad stuff. Now I know they use it's fentanyl. poison. They use they use fentanyl in in, uh, in operations. I know sure. they, no, it's they a legitimate medication. But it's a different you grade, be, and it's be very with it. quality deal, and, and they're very careful with it. As far that, as I know, they may have used that on me. But I think it's to it's like a neuroparalyzer that when they put you under sedation, they can keep your body from moving and stuff. That's and I can kind of understand. Yeah, that, that's that. not fentanyl. I don't think. I think that's probably something else. But fentanyl is a very powerful painkiller well it's what and killed it's, michael jackson it's what killed prince mm-hmm. i mean uh you know it, they were they're illegal drugs and in a legal setting i'll tell you something else i see too dave is that the we have we have pill pushers here that are doctors and that claim they're doctors and and they're pill, they're pushing pills on on uh on people and literally ruin people's uh, the whole families and because that that person becomes addicted to it you know, and they just keep putting any of that, any of the opioids, but I, I, I'm seeing the same thing, and I know I'm not the only one that sees it. The the abuse of pharmaceutical drugs that are approved and everything, but they just keep pushing them out because they're they're getting they're getting some kind of kickback from the pharmacy companies or something for the number of pills that they're pushing I, out. I think sometimes it's maybe just um, laziness because sometimes the solution to a person's problem is you need to. Do you need to improve your diet? You need to exercise and get off the couch and right and stop drinking so much beer. But the the patient doesn't want to do that, and so the doctor gives them medications instead. And sometimes the side effects from the medications are pretty rough, and it's and it can cause problems. Some of these um, anxiety medications, I think, can cause some pretty serious problems. Sometimes the the anxiety medications may be far worse than the problems they already have. But. And but but a lot of times, guys, you've got to punish the people that are abusing the system. Just like uh, we see that that uh, that I, I think it was the the director of the state uh, medical board just got you know has some allegations against him, and he just had to sit down. But a law is not always the answer for everything, because uh, they have passed some laws on on drugs. And what I've seen a lot of times is the people that need it are not getting it because of the laws also. So a lot of times there's laws on the books, but there just has to be some accountability and hold people that abuse the system, they're abusing drugs accountable. But passing laws until, you know, there's so many hoops to jump through that the people that need it can't get it it is not always the answer. All right. We've got to take a break. Uh, we got news coming up. Let me remind you about ICU Protection. Uh, their phone number is 501-205-1333. It's the people I use uh, for my house for security. They'll do the job. They'll do it right. 
they, you know, they protect Nuke One. Uh, they are not going to charge you for any of that hardware. That is all free to you. All you have to do is pay for your service. You call Billy Mac. He'll help you out with all of this. The number is 501-205-1333. That's ICU uh, protection. Stand up. All right, here we go. Back with you on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're talking about uh, a lot of different things this morning. We've just been talking about Mexico. And, and about uh, when is force necessary when a, 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 a another group uh, of uh, people at, in a different uh, country are putting your citizenry at uh, in danger and put them in, in danger. And I think that you know, with this fentanyl stuff, and for the Mexican president to say. Fentanyl is now being manufactured in Mexico is the height of just ridiculousness. He knows it is. We know it is. It's been proven time and time again. Now, yes, we're getting the, the, the items to make it is coming from China, and we don't do enough to China either, and we need to get tough with them. It's a dangerous world we live in. And uh, we need to put some of these countries on notice that we're not going to put up with this stuff anymore. Does it mean we might have to fight them? It means we might have to fight them. Those meth labs and uh, and and these drug labs are being the big the big ones along. They're right along the border. They they're trying to improve their thing. And that's what's happening. Is that as soon as they're about to go in and bust one of those big labs. The lab disappears. Everything in there disappears. And, and why? How does that happen? Ah, imagine because somebody's being told that. Yeah, they're I would think busted. that that's probably a good uh, thing. That it's that's why obvious. that that uh, that gentleman here just in the last couple of weeks that was sentenced to life in prison, never to see the light of day again, was uh, happened to be busted here in the United States, and so he was tried in the United States. Uh, was the head of the equivalent of the FBI here in America, and they could follow the money. They could see where the cartels was giving this guy millions of dollars, literally millions of dollars to look the other way while they ran drugs into the United States. That's actually happening right here in our own country, and too. We might have, no, I we, don't disagree that it isn't, uh, Wayne, but the bottom line, go out and let's prove it and put these people away as well. I mean, I I don't want to see lawlessness from anybody, but I'm going to tell you what: unless we get serious about it, hmm? it's going to continue. I, this brings to mind what uh, Congressman Hill said whenever he was here last week: Arkansas needs to review our laws on land ownership, and we need to review other countries big buying story the by land. That, big story about that today uh, in Fox. Is that right? On yep. land. It's time, while we're in session, to review the laws and all these countries that are corrupt and have all these things going on, they do not need to own American farmland. I'd say that's I don't think the, they should be able to own any land. So, in the United States, yeah. especially our farmland that we feed our families off of. And the second thing, Arkansas needs to close its... Um, how do they put it? It's Economic Development Office in China. It needs to be closed. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't have anybody now that whose son, I think, has any customers in China. 
So uh, I think it's time to close it. Well, you know, you look at you look at the Hutchinson Law Firm, the, the exclusive, the exclusive legal counsel for the Chinese companies that are here in our state, right? And if you look at who started that thing, whose name is on the creator of that company, is Mr. Asa Hutchinson, yeah. former governor. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't going to mention any names, but you said it. You yeah. said it for sure. And I don't sure. mind saying it because I because. can tell you that, that is that is we we need to shut that down. And he would fly on uh, these people. He would fly. The son would fly on the same plane as the governor to go over there to talk to them about economic development in Arkansas. Can't mind you, a hundred by type uh, relationship. Yeah, there uh, might be, but <laughs> anyway, it's time to close it. It's time to put Arkansas first. That's right. I agree with you. And and then when you have uh, Chinese companies that are promising, just like down in happening in Clark County, down in that area around the Arkadelphia area, they went in and basically promised that they were gonna they were gonna build a a huge timber operation down there, lumber operation, and then all these investors say, Okay, okay, and they all invested all their money. They were told us this, this is gonna happen. Then Chinese that Chinese company pulled the plug and they said nope so all those people lost all that money there's plenty of arkansas businesses to support we don't need to start reaching out to china okay here you go let me just run over some key facts for you this is from forbes the department of agriculture requires foreign entities who buy u.s agricultural land to file a report within 90 days disclosing what they bought see i don't think any any purchase should be finalized until the federal government says they can buy it. You know, and you have to be careful of shell companies, too. Citing staff shortages. The Department of Agriculture didn't penalize foreign parties for violating reporting rules from 2015 to 2018, prompting 28 lawmakers to criticize the department's complete lack of accountability and oversight Monday in a letter that was obtained by the Wall Street Journal. Two bills introduced in the House of Representatives and the Senate argue foreign influence on American agricultural land could affect America's economy, food supply, and national security. Mm -hmm. Concern about Chinese purchases of U.S. agricultural land increased in late January when the China-based Fufeng Group was prevented from building a corn mill on land close to a North Dakota air base after officials called it a security risk. The uh, Chinese spy balloon shot down February 8th increased worries that foreign governments could use U.S. land for espionage efforts, those reports from the Wall Street Journal. China owns roughly 384,000 acres of U.S. agricultural land, according to a 2021 report from the Department of Agriculture. That 195,000 acres worth almost $2 billion when purchased are owned by 85 Chinese investors, which could be individual companies or the government itself. The other 187,000 acres were worth $235 million when purchased and are owned by 62 U.S. corporations with Chinese shareholders. Chinese agricultural land ownership only increased about 550 acres from 2015 to 2019. Then ownership jumped 30% from 2019 to 2020 and from some 247,000 acres to roughly 
352,000 acres. This is a real concern. 352,000 acres? Yes. Jump 30%. By foreign ownership of... uh, Yes. (laughs) Chinese. Chinese Chinese ownership. Chinese ownership. There's other countries that own more land than Chinese do. Mm Mm-hmm. So how much land does China own that owns more than Bill Gates does? When I asked Congressman Hill about this issue, and he spoke on it on the show last time, he said this was a state issue, which I don't have a problem with that. But uh, but people better wake up. I don't see a a serious problem with saying you have to be a a citizen to own land. No. I can't think of any good reason. I, I I would actually be okay with requiring you be a human person to own land and not actually have a corporation that can be used to hide who owns the land. An individual citizen. Yeah, an actual living, breathing person. That's exactly right. Or maybe maybe even, it could even be groups of living, breathing persons, because sometimes it's husbands and wives own land together. But instead instead of that being the federal government, what Congressman Hill was saying... It starts with the state government, and I want—I would like to see some people bring forth some legislation about that here in Arkansas. We don't need to let here. this die. Yeah, no, no uh-huh. we don't need to let this die. I mean, that's the reason I'm bringing it up today. right now. That this something we need to put on the agenda, bring up on a regular basis. We may not get it done while there's a month left in this session, but if we don't get it done in this session, we need to be prepared to get it done in the next one. Now, all it takes is for some people who are concerned about this to find some legislators that would be willing to carry a bill that would stop this and get it through the House and through the Senate and made into Seem, law. It seems like I remember seeing somewhere that there was a legislator here that, that it was actually had introduced a bill or was going to introduce a bill, basically what we're talking about. Well, we need to look into that and see yeah. if it's there. The gate's now open. It's time to go. Yep, it's time to get it done. 945, got to get a break in. Don't forget about East End Towing. You get broke down on the side of the highway. Let me just tell you, the people who call East End Towing, they'll help help you out. If you're stuck there on the right-hand side, you call them. They'll come out with whatever is necessary to get you off the road. I know some of you drive big old campers, all right? I see you on the road pulling your car and your motorcycle and that... uh, trailer as well you got all three things following right behind you well if you need some big old uh you know tow truck to come out and take care of you east end towing's got everything that's necessary no matter what the problem you find yourself into east end towing can handle it all you have to do is call them 501-888-8849 let me give you that number one more time 501-888-8849 all right Let's get into the last segment here on uh, the Dave Ellswick Show for 9 o'clock. We still have a 10 o'clock hour to go. Sorry we haven't been able to get a couple of our our, uh, our our guests on today because we've had some problems with our phone system. We are working on it. Hopefully that will rectify itself because without me being able to go to the, uh, the Capitol, the phone is our only way of getting uh, elected officials on at this at this time so uh, we're working on that trying to get it taken care of uh, don't think that we are not aware we are and aaron is aware of it and he's talking to people who uh, are aware of it and we're trying to get it fixed so uh, as we as we work along with that 
So uh, we've been talking about this whole thing about China buying land. I look, I'm I'm about any foreign country trying to buy inordinate amounts of land here in the United States, and I don't think that they should be able to do it. I don't care if it's. I I know that uh, the Chinese buy an inordinate amount. But so do the Saudi Arabians and others. They buy a lot of things as well. This started back in the late 70s when uh, states were selling like their uh, their tollways and stuff. They would sell their tollways so that the foreign countries could use them to make money. And what happened is they found out that uh, when tollways sold uh, their toll roads... Uh, to other entities that the uh, keeping the toll roads fixed up, which is what the money's supposed to go for, suddenly stopped happening, and toll roads started getting worse and worse and worse. And there's a lot of states now, I know Indiana's a prime example, that you can't buy that kind of stuff anymore. Uh, they, they keep it from happening. Now, they couldn't go back and change it uh, after it happened. Uh, the people who own the tollway right now, and I do believe it is China, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, that owns it in uh, Indiana. You can't go back and take it away from them <coughs> uh, after the sale has been already put in toll roads under are, the roads. Toll roads are a messy situation because a lot of times they're built with tax dollars, and then if they're partially sold, it's a, it's a mess because they 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 were. They, they were started with government dollars. They were partially sold, my man. They were totally sold. Totally, I love, and, totally and, sold. And, and so then you're still paying paying um, fuel taxes on the with the fuel you use to drive on yep. those toll roads. And you know if it was a totally private um, <laughs> endeavor to build private roads, then that's fine. That's not what happens, though. You know that's it as well the, as I do. That's where the Green New Deal works, guys. You take all the taxpayers' <laughs> money, you go buy windmills for all these corporations. And then after you buy all these windmills for them and the taxpayers pay 80% of the cost, then you give them billions of dollars of tax credits so they can line their pockets and they for st- the windmills that the taxpayers bought for and them. And then they stay in business as well as the windmill maker stayed in business here in Little Rock. Yeah. They're not even there anymore. Take you ever notice that all of those are gone? Mm-hmm. That's because they're not in business anymore. But they, they took the billions of dollars from the federal government. So that's what the Green New Deal is a transfer of wealth from your pocket of to someone else's. It's, and it's, somebody gets a cut. It's a money laundering business. You got that right. <laughs> Green has in cash. Huh? <laughs> yeah, green. Yeah, green it, is, it is green. Dave, you tell everybody when you're going to go green. <laughs> uh, I go green, green when it saves me green. Right. When, it, when so the free see, market and maybe, pushes it. Exactly maybe right. these left-wing people did the same thing. It was making them green. I've been green for a long time. We recycle car parts. This is what we do. Yeah. I haven't been getting any checks or subsidies I'm, lately. I'm green right. challenged. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the thing is, though, that... that the, the uppity people don't exactly like your business too much because it gets kind of dirty and kind of messy looking sometimes. But the reality is it's about the best possible way you can recycle almost anything because you don't have to tear it down and and and, um, and melt it and put all kinds of um, crud in the air. And that's about the best possible way to recycle anything. Original use, yeah, yeah, when you put it back to work right. for its original use, right. you no, don't have no, to be modified. No serious reprocessing. You clean it basically. That's right. Let's try the free market, guys. Let's see how it works. We can't, we can't okay, we've trust got, we've got about four. We got about four minutes left here. Let me ask R.D. to to uh, chime in on this whole thing dealing 
with catalytic converters. Are you are you happy what you're seeing locally now with the local politicians trying to pass bills to put more pressure on the people who are buying these catalytic converters? Well, we had a pretty good bill. Representative Rye passed a, a bill in the last session a couple of years ago, but it had an exemption in it for scrap, people that sell scrap, because somebody wanted to be exempt from it. But the exemption was so general that anybody that was uh, that sold scrap was exempt from the law. So uh, I haven't seen the final bill that they're working on. I tried to stay as close to it as I could, but those things go from committees to this guy to that guy, and it gets... Hard, hard to keep up with them. But the last time I saw it, it, remo- it removed the exemption. Basically, it says that if you get caught with converters in the back of your truck, they're supposed to be- have an identifying mark from a company that leads it to a car, or they're supposed to have the VIN number of the car they came off of. So if a policeman pulls somebody over, they don't have the marks on them, they can prosecute them and charge them with a with a crime and that puts them on the book so if they come up two months from now and they get caught with converters without numbers on them it'll also have to you have to go to muffler shops who might be buying them from the illegal people that stealing them and see if they got a pile of them without the number on them but there has to be an accountability they have to give police the money to go out and police it or all you're doing is putting another bill in the filing that's right so i think one of the problems with some of this is that some of these local agencies they'll pursue things that make money for them i think and that makes money for the courts whereas like speeding tickets i think makes money for for local departments and for for cities and towns and agencies and maybe even the court system but i bet you prosecuting people for stealing converters isn't very profitable you have to incentivize it well or maybe we need to take away the incentive incentives that makes them um, prioritize other things, like take away any ability for them to make money off of people for speeding tickets, which is probably one of the most inert crimes there is. is but speeding, t- speeding is, is one of the least dangerous things you can do while you're driving, probably. But, um, but anyway, the laws have to be enforced. There has to be teeth in it. I don't know. You have to go to the, the police locally or whatever. What is it going to take for you to police it? We've got a good law in the books. Now let's... Uh, Let's see what we can do about getting it executed. Yeah, accountability is, the, the accountability is really the, the big issue here. Is anytime you have a law and you don't put any teeth into it or you don't have somebody, an administrative part of it, in the, in the end and, and identify the administrative uh, 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 agent, then you've got a problem. Yeah. But Senator Payton has been working on it. He turned the bill over to somebody else. I have to see who it was. But uh, Senator Payton was removing the exemption and putting a a, uh, a felony or a, a crime onto it, so they're committing a crime. So uh, they're improving an existing bill, and I think they're trying to do a good thing. All right. We'll keep you up on that because uh, just here recently, one of the uh, TV stations actually did a story on it. I've been talking about it for two years with Joe and Duck on my show and how bad it has gotten and everybody else kind of was just ignoring it, and somebody happened to pick up the, the story and said, wow, did you guys know this? Oh, no, we didn't. We never even heard we about that. We just started talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> we just started talking <laughs> about it last week. All right, we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back and finish up for a Monday here on the Dave Ellswick Show. It's 101.1 FM, The Answer. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.